We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, guys, let's move over to the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, this unit, to me, overall, uh, it was a disappointing game as far as you made a pretty bad defense look good. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of things to be frustrated by. But but I'll say this, and, and we'll start with a positive. And we'll do mostly positives tonight. Upon further review tomorrow, we'll have a lot more to say about what we saw. And it's not a coincidence that the two scoring drives they actually had that were actual drives, not you get the ball at the 13 and the two, you know, but the two touchdown drives they had, they were both ser- plays where, series where they threw the ball down the field. Yep. And just Vince, the rest of the game plan, we didn't see that whole lot, but I'll tell you what, they did what they needed to do tonight. There's plenty that I'm, I need to see uh, better. It's um, it, 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 but at the same time, when they got the first turnover, they needed seven, and they got seven. Sure. Right when you go up seventeen to three, and Benjamin Morrison gets you that pick, you got a chance. Vince, you and I are talking about this at the stadium. You got to get points here, and you got to get seven here because twenty to three against Caleb Williams, and he gets the ball. Plus, they not start enough. the second half off. It's not enough, and so defense goes. Defense gives up that one score to make it 24-13, to 13, and the offense goes right down the field and scores, and Sam Hartman hits that big play to Chris Tyree, which I've just, I'm also partly frustrated by because I'm like, that's been there like 10 times this year, yep. right? Yep. And they finally throw it to, it wasn't even a good route. I mean, that's the best thing about it, guys. I'm like, I know, right? Should, you know, I'm like watching, I'm like, he's, he's just, I watched the top end, and it was just like, he didn't even have a top end. He just went to the post. But he's he just, just like, I'm going faster than you. You can't run yeah. with me, you know? Right. And, Vince was like, it, was, it reminded me of the the Dory Jackson Will Fuller play, but on that play, Will did a great top end. I mean, Will stepped oh, sure. out and snapped yeah. into the post, and uh, Chris Terry was just like, "No, I'm not. I'm just faster than you." And that play was designed to take that shot. That's the right. thing. Like, if you go back and watch the play, Sam was eyeing Chris Tyree the entire and time. It, and as and as soon as Faison took his guy out, and it and it and it cleared the path. Yeah. 
for Chris Tyree. Because, I mean, that was the whole point of the play, right? So what they did was is they they were in a three by one, and Faison ran an out, and it took that safety with him, mm-hmm. which they knew it was going to. That's what USC does, and there was no middle of the field help, so they knew they were going to have a one on one there. I mean, again, it was a great call. My thing would be, why didn't we see more of that? But it was a great call. So so even though there's some issues with the offense, and we will have plenty to talk about that in tomorrow's Upon Further Review, the fact of the matter is, guys, they, they did what they needed to do to put the points on the board in the clutch moments, right? Sure. And, and you know well- – Vince, yeah, you they, said it to me though. You, you when they when they when they went down and got seven after the 24-13, you said that was a tremendous answer. Right. And any hope USC had died on that touchdown pass to Chris Tyree. Yep. Well, and and I believe like when when USC hit a field goal and you and I win, there's no doubt about that. Because if USC's kicking field goals, they're not gonna win this game. So we're like, that's a win. But then Notre Dame went right down the field and kicked a field goal. So, I mean, they at least answered what USC did, right? And so, would we have all liked seven? Of course, right? But, there, but Brian, the thing about the offense for me was we did start to see some of the creativity that we saw in the first four games that has been lacking the, the, the previous three games, right? We saw a reverse. And, and some we I've been begging for all year. Right. We finally saw yes. a reverse. Imagine that. Yeah, it worked know, like right. easily. I was like, yeah, Thank right. We saw we saw a reverse. We saw the shot down the field. You know, like the, Sam wasn't throwing shots down the field the last three games. He just wasn't doing it. He wasn't doing it. And he, I mean, whether it was he didn't trust his outside receivers or whether he wasn't trusting what he was seeing from the offensive line, whatever the excuse is, he wasn't doing it. He did it today to a degree, right? Um, and we, like I said, we did see some of the creativity. There was the, the, the first run play or the last run play of the third quarter, right? Notre Dame had been hammering the a gap and you and I talked about this in the press box that Notre Dame was hammering the a gap, hammering the a gap. And finally USC slanted hard and Notre Dame ran right into it for that 20 yard gain when they had their backs against the goal line. Yep. Right. That's a great call. And they That's didn't get points on that Vince, but they got out of the end zone. Right. And flipped the field a little bit. Yes. Right. Yeah. And and the other the other major thing for me offensively in this game was the offensive line. They yeah. they said, you know, last two games that's on us. We need to play better. And they did. Sam Hartman didn't even get sniffed in the in the in the in the backfield. I mean, he he had part, all day yeah. to throw the ball for the most part. You know, he when when they moved the pocket, he did what he was supposed to do there like it's all because the offensive line gave him yeah. time. And in the run game, they were punishing USC. USC doesn't want that smoke, man. And I think Notre Dame is starting to understand that USC never wants that physical smoke, man. So yeah, I, I thought the offensive line in live viewing played pretty well in this game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Irish. Yeah, from what I could tell live, guys, I, just quick numbers. Notre Dame ran for 129 yards on 27 carries. The, the 125 was the team total, but they had two team runs for minus four. Uh, it wasn't sexy, you know, but uh, like you said, Vince, they were running against numbers all night and still yes. were able to get a push. The other thing, there was actually a couple other calls that I liked that, sand, that didn't get executed. I actually really liked the first play call of the second half. The bootleg, oh, Sam just was locked call. in on – on, he got on greedy. Mitchell Evans. Now, again, I don't love throwing a bootleg to the left, and he underthrew the ball. If he throw, if 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 he gets the ball out, Mitchell has a guy beat. It, it was yeah. good coverage, but not great coverage. If he gets the ball out over top, Mitchell might make a play on it. But he's got hold space wide open in the flats. If he just dumps it off the hold, he got a little like you said, Vince. He got greedy. But he, he also the play, had the, the he also there. had the over. He also had the over on that too. If he wanted that as well, but a quarterback's going to have a tough time seeing that roll into his left. That it's hard to get that in a peripheral roll into your left, which is why why have they ever run a bootleg yet? To they the right always roll I mean, the left. I don't like... really understand, and a lot of times it's to the boundary. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. I, so, but just, I I did like me. that particular call. Uh, there was, I mean, I'll say this, there was some stuff there tonight that that I'm hoping. Here's my here's my hope. I'm hoping that the the throw to to to, to Rico. And the throw to Tyree gets Sam going because there were times tonight, guys, where he just would not look outside. First, yep. the second, third down of the game. So the first third down, he made a play to to uh, Jabron Payne. He had to throw it over a blitzer. Made a nice throw. Jabron made an even better catch, getting to the end zone. Great downfield blocking. But the next drive on third down, he threw the crossing route to Rico. He just stared at it. I mean, the safety's just staring at Rico's crosser. Jaden Greathouse yes. has a he one on one outside. And he's got the shot. Yes. And he just didn't even look at it. He was just locked in on the cross. He was just so unwilling to look down the field tonight. But he did take a couple shots later. And my hope is that, the to, to your point, Vince, and, and, and Ryan, I'll kick it to you on this one. My hope is that those shots and the fact that he got time tonight, because what was the one thing 
that we said in the pregame show USC was good at. There's only one thing USC's defense have been good at all year. They sack the quarterback. They came in like in the top 10 in tackles for loss and sacks tonight into this game and tackles for loss and sacks on the season. And they finished. You guys want to hear this crazy stat? So, so USC, let me just find the, let me find the, uh, the actual statistic I'm going to give to you guys because it is, it was wild. USC came into this game. Let me find it. Where's it at? USC. I don't have it. USC came into this game tonight. I'm going to find it. Dang it. Uh, let me just get, because I want I want an opponent preview USC. Let me get it here real quick. I got it right here. Okay, here here it is. USC came into the game tonight, fellas, ranked second in the country in tackles for loss and sixth in the country in sacks. Against Notre Dame tonight, they had zero sacks, one tackle for loss. On the, it was and it was against Jeremiah Love. That's it. Yeah. Second in the country in tackles for loss. Six in the country in sacks. They got one tackle for loss. So was it sexy? No. Are there a lot of things that the defense, the offense needs to get better at? Yes. But they they did well there. They did what they needed to do. They played a clean game for the most part. No yeah. penalties, no turnovers. They're going to have to figure that side out of the ball out, out a little bit. But tonight, they did what they needed to do. Sure. And, and when they needed to answer, Sean – they answered. I saw more of the of the offense from the first four games. It wasn't at that level, but but I saw more of yeah. that because we haven't seen yeah. any of it the last three games. But at least I saw some parts of it to make me think that they're headed in the right direction, especially yeah. going into the bye. Didn't mean to cut yeah. you off, Sean. Go ahead. We saw, just to connect to what you said, Vince, we saw motion. We saw bunches, uh, bunch formations. We saw passes on first down, just simple things that offenses can do to keep the defense on their heels. And, you know, we saw it. He finally took a shot. He, for him to go back to Chris Tyree after Chris Tyree dropped the touchdown last week against Louisville on that deep shot, man, I'm glad he went to him. And the schedule lightens up. I expect the offense to get better heading up to the Clemson game to put up more points. And like you said, the offensive line, they took the challenge tonight. Mm-hmm. I think it was so funny on one of the estimated touchdowns. Three guys blocked their Alexander. Like, literally, you have to see this. Like, three guys pushed him to the left. Aldrich, it was like we don't have to worry about blocking anybody else in the defensive line on this goal <laughs> line play. Just make sure we get bear blocked, and then it was a clear path for a touchdown. It was complimentary football, and I'm not saying that they took their foot off the gas, but I think as a play caller, Jared Parker was very comfortable knowing that the Notre Dame defense was, was on one as the kids say tonight. Like you could just watch it and and see yeah, USC's offense really can't do anything with our defense tonight. And as long as we score 28, we should be pretty cool winning this game. Right. And, and, I, I just feel like this win is so huge for the psyche 
yeah. of this team. They needed this win tonight. They needed everything to go. They needed the special. Coach Biagi needed that special teams touchdown. Yes. He needed, he needed Schrader to hit his field goals. He uh, The defense needed those turnovers, the sacks, and the interceptions after dropping two to three interceptions last week against Jack Plummer. It's like everything that needed to happen to give confidence to every area of this team took place on tonight. Yeah. And, and hopefully they could take that and apply it moving yeah. forward and get back to the way they were playing early in the yeah. season, heading into that Clemson game. I'll say this too, guys. I actually, Sean, one one thing that I, I slightly, slightly want to push back on is yeah. I actually think the offense was, was a little more aggressive than maybe we're giving them credit for. I mean, when you look at, when you look at the first half, their first drive, they started at the 13-yard line. I mean, there, there's not a whole lot you can do there. Um, second drive, they had, a, they had a shot down the field and didn't take it. Uh, third drive on offense, uh, let's see here. They, that's when they, um, they ran that tunnel to Chris Tyree. They, that went for 16 to convert a third and four. They came right back on the next play, ran a reverse. For 13 mm-hmm. yards. Uh Mitchell Evans has got to run a stick route to the to the first down marker. It was off coverage. The guy was bailing. There's no need for yep. you to short to shorten up that route when the guy's playing off coverage. You shorten up that route, maybe, but I mean, I, I can't think of a situation where you shorten up that route. That was an execution mistake, right? That was a good call. They were playing soft coverage. You had the route open. He's got to he's got to run to the sticks. And so you you know, he he hits that throw, he gets tackled short of the sticks. Then your fourth drive of the first half, um, they threw a wide fade to, to Jordan Faison, and he just got covered well. USC played it, but they took a shot. And uh, th- that's then on third down, Mitchell Evans drops the third down pass that would have moved the sticks. The, their next offensive drive, they got the ball at the two-yard line and punched it in. Then their next drive is the <clears throat> Benjamin Morrison pick. And the first play, they took a deep shot to uh, to to Rico. So I actually thought there were, and then the second half they came out in the first drive with a twenty-four-six lead, and they ran a bootleg on the first play, which I thought was a great play call. The Sam's just got to hit Holden. I mean, you know, he's just got to hit it. And then they ran an out cut that he threw high. The next drive they ran a tunnel, and USC just ate it up. And then third series they come out, and that's when you hit the touchdown pass to Chris Tyree. So I actually think, and at that point in time, it's 31-13, and it's like, okay, now you can just, like, don't take, don't do anything stupid. Don't, you know, throw an interception. Don't give them a short, you know. So I actually think the offense was a little bit more aggressive than maybe we're giving them credit for. You're not going to put up a – and when we talk about the 252 yards, it's a little misleading because of the fact that they had a 13-yard touchdown drive, a two-yard touchdown drive, a 50-yard touchdown drive. I mean, they were getting short. The defense gave them some short fields tonight. They did still average over five yards a carry, a play. Now, against USC, that's not good enough because this defense sucks. It just does. So I also want to put the context in that. But it wasn't a bad performance from the offense. It wasn't a great performance by any stretch. They did what they needed to do. And there were some execution mistakes that, to me, could have let the offense go. I'm like, again, run your route to the sticks. That's what I'm kind of getting tired of from the offense. It's stuff like that. That's right. We're like we got rid of the penalties, great, but it's just like third and seven. There's no backer inside of you. The safety's way back. He's paddling. 
run to the sticks on your option route. It's it's like, you know, but I don't want to crush him too hard because he's been your best pass game weapon the last the last month of the season in Mitchell Evans. You know what I mean? It's like he's done a lot of good things that particular, and then he dropped the ball the next time. I mean, stuff's going to happen, right? I mean, he, he didn't have a good game tonight, but I thought he blocked well, right? But um, I don't know, like Ryan, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are. I, I didn't, I didn't love the offensive game plan. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Jared Parker sucks tonight. Look, I, I, the, the circumstances put them in some situations where they didn't have a whole lot of long fields tonight. Yep. Aver- they aver- they started on averaged on their own 47. So that's, that, that's pretty, that's a tremendous field position. Yeah. It's it's never as good as you think. It's never as bad as you think. That's I mean, the middle ground exists, right? I, I think that for me, was the offense flashy or spectacular? Absolutely not. Were they dreadful, though? I, I disagree. I don't think they were dreadful. Because I would say for me is that, one, the, the numbers aren't going to look sexy just for the simple fact of there were a lot of short fields. And when USC had the ball, they were running a lot of plays, right? Like there were some sustaining drives that ended with interceptions or stalled out in midfield, like that type of thing. So, yeah, I don't think Notre Dame had a ton of possession just in general in this game. And when they did have a lot of possession, usually it was a shorter field, right? Which is limiting as far as how many plays you're going to have and and that type of thing and being able to really get into a rhythm type of, type of situation. So I think it's was the offense bad. No. Was it good? Also, no, it was just, it was fine, right? It was fine enough to win. It has to be better. There's no doubt about that. But it, I, I don't sit here and feel like the offense was the, the dreadful mess that we saw last week. I think it was definitely right. better than that. Definitely better than that. Agreed. I think that's fair. I mean, Vince, I, I love your, your statistic. Ryan, to back up your point, USC had the ball tonight for 34 minutes and 35 seconds. Yep. Hey, because because here's the thing. Notre Dame, one of the keys, Ryan, you and I talked about was you got to limit the big plays. And Notre Dame did a great job of limiting the big plays. They made USC work. And when a team has to work, eventually you make a play or they make a mistake. And here's the thing. Notre Dame's offense didn't do that tonight. Like they made some mistakes like that, that like the, the not run the option, but there weren't the big mistakes. There weren't the, the, the turnovers, the quarterback. They asked Sam Hartman to manage the game tonight. And he did. You know, they asked the offensive line, no mistakes. They didn't. You know, they got a decent push against loaded boxes. There was nothing special tonight. And and I'll say this, like, if we're talking about, like, is is tonight going to be good enough to beat Georgia? I'll say, look, if the defense plays like that, then sure, it might be. But there's some things you got to figure out. And we'll get – Vince, you and I will dive more into this tomorrow. At the end of the day, Ryan, they did what they needed to do. And I think the biggest takeaway from tonight's game is something we have not seen from the offense in most – in recent weeks. They needed to answer – in a couple key moments, and, and and I'll say three big moments tonight for the offense. And, and for all the issues they had beginning to end, there were three big moments for the offense tonight. And they went three for three on touchdowns. The short, the first short field, the second short field, guys. Your first goal, the one yard line. line. You're freaking scoring two, yeah, right, right. But the first touchdown at the 13 yard line. That's not a given that you're going to get seven, right? It's not. It's not a given. And they punched it in. The second time Ryan is the one you and I talked about. It was it was um, the Benjamin Moore. It was the Benjamin Morrison uh, interception. So they're about they're about fifty yards away or seventeen to three. Like yeah. yeah, it was seventeen to three, and you needed seven there, yep. and and they went down and, and put seven on the board, and it was let's see, it was a um, 
let's see, Notre Dame drives, touchdown. It was a five fifty play drive for 50 yards. So their first three touchdown, first two touchdown drives were 12 yards and two yards. And then that was a 50 yard drive. You needed that. And then the last yeah. one was when USC scored Ryan to make it or Sean to make it 24 13. Uh, you answered with that touchdown, that drive. You got a couple drives and then the, that first down. I think those all were, were, yes, there's a lot that, that the offense still leaves a little bit to be desired. But in those three big moments, they answered and got seven every time and they had to work for them. And that, that, that was a big part of this game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I, I kind of like what I said, B. Just what you just said, the special teams touchdown, the offensive line kind of getting back on track. This game went exactly the way it needed to go for Notre Dame in a lot of different ways. It, it really did. And, <clears throat> you know, I maybe I'm a – a pessimist when it comes to USC. Beating USC is not big to me. Dude, we, we USC hasn't won in Notre Dame Stadium since 2014. Like this was the best team that they've brought to Notre Dame in a while, though. That wait, that's where i that's complete, where, wait, complete team or just the, the best quarterback? The best, team. the best team. It's the most dangerous team. Um because here, here's why, Sean. The 2011 okay. team was a good team. They went like 10 and 4. The 13 team was not very good. The 15 mm-hmm. team was 8 and 6. The 17 team was probably the closest to this team. And, and that's where you could find some to debate, Sean. I don't mm-hmm. think that team was as dynamic as this team is. But they had a very good receiving core that year. It was like Tyler Vaughn's uh, 17. That would have been, would that have been uh, Michael Pittman. Like mm-hmm. you had a pretty good receiving core. That defense was not good, and neither is this one. But when you talk about the combination of Lincoln Riley's way better than Clay Hilton and the fact that you had Caleb Williams on his team and you're pretty good at running back, you're pretty good at receiver, I think this team is better than that team. But this is, at the at worst, is the second best team that they've brought. And the interesting thing is, Sean, the two best team in 19 team wasn't very good. That was a six-loss team, and Notre Dame mm-hmm. won ugly in that game. And then the 21 game, they didn't have because of the – because uh, or the tw- uh, 20 game, actually, that would have been out there. 21 uh, was not a very good team either. That was the team that went 4-8 and eight and um, got, him, got the guy fired. The interesting thing is all of those games in 11 uh, – excuse me, in 13 and 15 – and 19 and 21 against bad teams were all way more competitive 
than the two games when USC was the, the best. And I think that says something about this Notre Dame team, that this is still a rivalry. Because when USC has brought their best teams into this stadium, mm-hmm. Notre Dame has worked them both times. Both well, times. That, goes, that goes to what Ben said. USC doesn't want this physical smoke. No. They no. don't. Like, wasn't it last, no, two years ago, Vince, when they uh, they interviewed one of the uh, USC players and told them the uh, temperature was going to be in the 40s? Oh, yeah, and I remember his, that. And his, and his face was like, for yeah. real? Like, they, he might as well said negative 17. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah right. And, you know, and well, 40. They were comprehensible to him. He's like, never even a 40. I don't even know. I don't even know what that Dude, means. Dude, it, yeah. it was in the 50s, the majority of the game, I'm pretty sure. Low 50s, like 50, yeah. 51, whatever. I mean, those USC guys, I mean, they were they were covered up. All you could see was, like, their eyes. You know, I mean, you would have – good luck in the Big Ten, fellas. Like, that's that's Man. all I've got to say. How, you know, you better start recruiting the Midwest if you guys are going to compete at yeah. all past, like, October 1st. Like, that was pathetic, man. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, but, you know, smacking around USC at, at home is what we do. That. <laughs> That's what we do. I get I, that, I, but it's still – I mean, I, I, Sean, you have a different dynamic in your relationship with USC because your dad's a USC fan. True. Uh, he, he corrupted your daughter into being a USC <laughs> fan. I say jokingly. <laughs> but when you, when you bring your rival and the number 10 team in the country to your place and your team is reeling and you do this, that matters. Now, and, and, this and, – I, I get it. Yeah. it. Beating them like this – Means something. I picked Notre Dame to win this game. Heck, Vegas picked Notre Dame to win this game. Thirty Sean. minutes, thirty minutes after Louisville trounced Notre Dame, Vegas picked Notre Dame yeah. to win this game. Like, yeah, that you know what Ryan and I were talking about this before the game, Sean. Like Ryan and Vince did not pick USC or did not pick Notre Dame to win the game, which I understand because you know here's why they watched last week's game. Right, like <laughs> and, the week, and the week before, three, it's, it's three the games. offense. It was like, exactly. yeah, yeah. like um, what offense is going to show up? Like that, that was my that biggest. Worry. Really surprised me, Ryan. Here's what I'm hoping comes out of this game. My hope is, even though the offense didn't light the world on fire, like they're going to look at 48 points. That was not on the offense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, but the thing is, I'm hoping that the fact that they did answer those those three moments that I talked about, Ryan. And the fact that they did hit some big plays. We saw some different things from them. My hope is that this bye week, this momentum, and then going into the bye week can get them, can get this team going. Because you and I talked about it on, on Thursday. This team needs a shot of confidence on offense. And I don't know that tonight makes them thinking like, we're going to score 70 the rest of the year. But I do think it was a step in the right direction. And, and I I get the frustration that some in the chat have. I really do. And Vince, you and I will get more detailed into the missed opportunities tomorrow night. But Ryan, you you know they again they did what they needed to do, and right. that was the key. And I hope that that can be a momentum builder for this unit. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think if if you came into the this game feeling bad about the offense, I don't think you feel come leave this game feeling good about the offense. Like that's not going to change your opinion. It's just you beat your bitter rival at home after you just got smacked by Louisville last week, and that's why it matters, right? right. And I think winning injects confidence just in general at the end of the mm-hmm. day. So hopefully it takes the next level. I mean, it's, it's 
Uh, some of these chats are just wild, man. Just yeah. can't, I can't do some of this yeah. stuff, man. Uh, hope, hopefully, it's the same guy. I'm just he. We're, we're, we're just. It, yeah. it goes back to what I always say, Vince. You watch the offensive line play week after week. Yep. There's no unit in college football that has the pressure that Notre Dame's offensive line has had for the last 15 years. Like yeah. every big game. Yeah. The Notre Dame offensive line has to play well. Or yeah. else Notre Dame has no shot. No other unit in the country has that amount of pressure. Like, you, you want to you hear something I was told tonight, Sean? I had somebody tell me tonight before the game. I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear. He said the reputation for Harry is that he built individ- great individual players, but he never built great lines. Oh, that 2018 line was pretty darn good. 17 line was really oh, seven, good. 17, 15 yeah. line was really good. <laughs> the 14 offensive line gave up eight sacks the entire freaking season. The 18 offensive line was pretty good. After losing all those players, you lost McGlinchey, you lost Q, and Bars gets hurt in game like five, and you go undefeated. Dexter Williams would have ran for 1,400 yards that year if he didn't get hurt. So yeah. some of the some of the stuff you hear, man, is just pretty wild. But um, um, and, I'll say this, with, Sean, with that pressure, the way they were, because you can look at the numbers tonight and offensively turn your face up or brown. Notre Dame won the way they're going to win offensively. Yeah, um, until change takes place. Bingo. That's the way. That's the way it's going to happen. My concern is this is here's my concern, big picture, Sean. That this is how Marcus Freeman thinks he can win at Notre Dame. That 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 my only negative takeaway from the game tonight is I think that tonight gives Marcus Freeman even more reason to think that he can win being Ohio State 2006 and seven and five when he played there. That you can score, you know, 31 points a game. You play great defense. And 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 that's fine. You can beat a USC team. And somebody just put in the chat, like General Shadow said, I have a stat y'all will love. USC came tonight against their name with a combined opponent record of 10 to 24. Bro, we talked about this like several days ago. Like, I mean, we, we knew this. This is what part, you know what I mean? Like, um, I just, I, I, sometimes I think games like tonight can give you a false sense of, yeah, we can do it this way. Because I think to your point, Sean, there are still, the changes are still needed. I'm not talking about personnel wise, like coaches and all that. I'm just saying like, Philosophically, you know, you can't count on your defense to do against Caleb Williams every game against guys like that what it did against Caleb Williams. I just I I don't think think you can do it. I think me personally, and Ryan, I'm interested in hearing what you say. If if I look at the quarterbacks they've recruited and the wide receivers they've recruited or are talking to in the next two classes, I can see the change based upon who they're recruiting. Now, whether or not that change actually takes place, right? but I can look at a Cam Williams and say, okay, all right. Cause yeah. this is, yeah, you take the top off with him. Like, right. And the two quarterbacks right. they have are not game managers. No, they, they can yeah. affect the game. I say with three. Their, yeah. Kenny, CJ, and CJ. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the offense, and I think he said it, Last year, like we're running an offense that we need to run to win now, but it won't be the offense in the future. 
you know, he, if, I don't know if that was the exact quote, but it's, it's something it, it, it along sums those it up. lines. It sums yeah. it up. Yeah. It yeah. Sums so, um, I just think the excitement was sur- because of Sam Hartman offensively. Yeah. Just going back to the fact that Sam Hartman was the quarterback, and um, it still feels like in order for Notre Dame to be efficient offensively, everything has to be perfect, starting with the offensive line. And that is when we critique the offensive line, I feel sometimes critiquing them is fine game by game. But in the big picture, what they mean to this program and have meant to this program, and you watch other offensive lines across college football, like you go watch college football every Saturday. It's some dreadful right. offensive line play. Dreadful. Yes. And Notre Dame, honestly, has not had the difference makers at the skill positions. They just haven't. They just haven't. So once you improve that as a program, hopefully that alleviates the pressure on the yeah. offensive line. But, you know, they still recruit offensive line at a very high level. And <laughs> I love the class they got coming in next year too, man. So I mean, I'm like, Sean, to, to your point, man. I mean, the, talking about the future, we talk a lot about Cam Williams and those guys. But I mean, I'm also thinking of like when Charles Jagasaw, Sullivan Absher, and Sam mm-hmm. Pendleton, and Gearby Lambert, and Peter Jones, and Anthony Knapp, and you know. So yeah, we'll hopefully get there, guys. What we need to do is we need to give some. We need to. Um, first of all, I was so happy for Jadarian Price, Jadarian Price tonight. Like that was so oh, huge, so huge. Awesome. Uh, great response by the offense on that one. Uh, so 31-20, or special teams, 31-20, and he takes to the house. Great answer by the special teams. We got to give some game balls, fellas. We didn't give game balls. And so mm. uh, let, let's hand Defense. out some game balls. And I will say this. I'm going to – because it's 1 o'clock in the morning, I want to make it easy on y'all. You can pick more than one on defense. Right? So let's start with defense. Mr. Roberts. Who has been pulling double duty tonight, y'all? He keep, he keeps looking down at his phone. He's been texting recruits, doing all that stuff tonight. So he is he's doing double duty tonight. We're all just kind of chilling in the chat. Ryan's doing double duty, so I appreciate that, Ryan. Uh, so I'm gonna kick it off with you, man. Who gets your game balls for the Notre Dame defense to start off with? I mean, I would like to just give it to the Notre Dame defense. I mean, as an all around effort, I guess if I spot someone, I would go with Xavier Watts. I mean, it's impressive. I mean, it's impressive enough to have two interceptions, but the fact that you also were the run support player you were, forced a fumble, scored a touchdown off a fumble return, it's hard to argue, man. He stopped the stat sheet tonight, and I, I honestly think that the safety position has been pretty lackluster over the last couple games, and they yeah. needed this this Huge. outing from the safety position. So I'll give it to Xavier Watts for that for that fact alone. How about you, Sean? I was thinking. I was. I was. I was, mulling, I was mulling it over. You didn't um, want us to hear the thoughts coming this out. This might. This you. might shock a lot of people, but they had a big fourth down stop. Had some big plays in the run game. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give my player of the game to JD Bertrand. My game ball. Can't go wrong there. I'm gonna Can't give it to JD Bertrand, and I have been critical of JD Bertrand a lot. But today, he came up with some big plays. Um, he was very much in tune with Al Gold 
on checks at the line of scrimmage and making sure everything was set. So, yeah, I'll give my game ball to J.D. Bertrand. How about you, Vince? And I, again, I gave you guys a chance. You can pick more than one on defense. Well, I think you guys both I think we with one. How about you, Vince? Look, we all we've all picked Xavier Watts. Like that's like a given. Okay, okay. so I'll just I'll just okay. put that out there. Right, that's a community so, pick. Where Brian yeah, sent the community yes. pick for everybody else. I got you. Okay, yeah. So, um, I, look, come on, man. I got to go with Cam Hart. I thought he had <laughs> he, you know, and it's kind of a season compilation award as right. well. But he played really, really, really well tonight. Force fumble, had a tackle for loss. I mean, they weren't really going at him tonight. I mean, they 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 tried to pick up Benjamin Morrison a little bit. Obviously, he made him pay with that interception because he peeled off of his guy and 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 made that pick, uh, which was awesome. But you know, I'm telling you, man, Notre Dame's got the best one-two punch at corner, and you you throw in Harper as well. And one through three, man, I would put them up against just about anybody in the country. And Cam Hart is not getting the pub that he deserves at this yeah. point. And, you know, he, he's playing, All man. All year long. Yes, he is All playing his way into some money, money, money. The last couple teams the that their name has played, Vince, including tonight, they're all thrown at Benjamin Morrison. Right. Yes. Because they don't throw Cam. And yep. his run defense has been phenomenal. He's forced now two fumbles and a fumble in each of the last two games. If I had to pick one guy, I'm going with Xavier Watts. I mean, just right. Ryan, you kind of nailed. I mean, three turnovers, right? I mean, four, huge. They and, and every turnover resulted in points, and and that's a big part of what the offense did tonight, too, guys. Is just when when the when you force turnovers, they got seven every time they force turnovers. Now, of course, the defense said we'll take care of this one on our own, right? Um, but if you can only pick one, it's Xavier Watts. JD, my three was going to be JD. Um, it was going to be back, back to front, Xavier, JD, and Riley Mills. That was going to be my three. Riley Mills was excellent tonight. Oh, yeah. But then you're like, well, how do you leave Cam out? Well, how, how do you leave Howard Cross out? Like, how do you leave Javante Jean Baptiste out? How do you, I mean, that's that was so great about tonight, guys, is there were so many guys that you could easily give that to, you know, but the three that I thought just that I thought just consistently did the most impactful. And the reason I can't go with Cam Vince is because they just avoided him. Now you could say that could lead to why that there were so many opportunities for Thomas Harper and Xavier Watts. And that's a great point, but just the other guys just made so many impact plays. It was just huge. I mean, JD had the fourth down. He had a, another play that he had a great third down stop. They tried to run outside of him, and he just hawked the running back to the sideline and tackled him short of the fourth down. And then, I think actually, didn't he make the stop on third down and fourth down on that drive, if I remember correctly? I think he did. So he stops the guy on the outside run short of the sticks to bring up the fourth down in space and then blows up the fourth down run. It's like, that was huge. You know, so there were just so many different guys tonight. Somebody just said Jalen Sneed. Jalen made big plays tonight. There were just so many guys that stepped up tonight, guys, uh, that there's really nobody that I'm going to like really just disagree with you guys about it just was a big time team performance on the defense and so awesome um a lot a lot of deserving guys special teams wise i I gotta go jadarian price although i'm gonna give a runner up to to to, uh bryce mcpherson not for his punting because i thought his punting was a little inconsistent tonight too many line drives well and i think that was him 
Uh, it was. It looked like you it. know what I mean. But him yeah, hawking Zechariah anyway. Branch was pretty freaking awesome. People need to go back and watch that play. Yeah, Yo, because that he, was crazy. He ran with the return man for like thirty yards and then closed on him and made yeah. a heck of a tackle. Like yeah. I, that was an athletic as heck play, man. I, I I was very very impressed with that. And then to on the flip side of that, watching. Uh, Price take the you know the the uh, the kickoff return back, and then watching USC's kicker flail like a fish out of water. Yes, you know that tell. Yes. I mean, just the the difference well, between the two was Notre striking. Dame's kicker and punter are athletic dudes. I mean, Spencer yes. Schrader's are like an athletic looking dude. Oh, and, and, and totally. Your boy Bryce McPherson showed tonight. Like he's not just some nerdy specialist, right? Like you know he's <laughs> right. a good athlete. So like Notre Dame's had, like John the Door was a pretty good athlete. Um, yeah. Jay Brandon was a pretty good athlete. Tyler Newsom was a pretty good athlete. Justin Yoon was actually a hockey player. Did you guys know that? Hmm. Justin Yoon yeah. grew up playing hockey. So like again, he was a good athlete. I mean, he wasn't like a football like he wasn't the kind of athlete like you know like some of the Notre Dame guys have been. But but I mean, he was yeah. an athletic guy. So props to them. And and Marty Marty Biagi needed that. He needed that. Oh, so. Yeah. The special he actually, teams been a problem. He got a hug from Marcus Freeman after I saw that, that. One. and he yeah, and yeah. it's like it, it just felt like he needed it. Like he, he needed that hug at that. This point. unit just hasn't made a lot of plays this year. Sure. It's been yeah. rough, and you gave up the long punt return. He, he needed that. What, yeah, and but, there and there's yeah. been some questionable, you know, uh, plan of attack from the special yeah. teams, right? Well, and I the mean, kick return unit's been so bad. I mean, even yes. the, even before the the um the long return, they had several Devin Ford had a, a couple yeah. good returns that yeah. gave yeah. the ball past the 30. Yep. Yeah. They yeah. yeah. have to go to that three back look a little bit more, man. I don't know. And Jalen <laughs> Sneed, I mean, if he puts his arm in the right place, he probably blocks the punt. Yeah. It's close. Like, yeah. He he was right there, you know, instead of picking up the penalty. So you know, they were inches away from blocking a punt tonight. Like you said, Devin Ford had two returns that were really good. And then they finally popped one. And uh um, yeah. don't, yeah, don't forget we, about, we, we don't don't that. don't forget about the uh about a robo leg hitting every kick tonight too, man, or whatever yeah. they had oh, on him nowadays. I, they were all easy. right down the middle too. Like he yeah, hit right two, or, right? Hit two tonight. Yeah. I, I was, was more nervous points. about the thirty seven yarder than anything. I was like, Oh yeah. Lord. We nailed it though, Sean. Right the middle. <laughs> Too close. Take a penalty. Move it back. Yeah. <laughs> saw Nolan Ziegler tonight, guys. I don't know if you saw that, but Nolan Ziegler was on some of the returns, the kick coverage units tonight yeah, at I times as that. well. So it was great to see him back tonight, which was yeah. He was uh, right next to uh, he was right next to Drake on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it was good to see him. It was good to see him back and get through the stuff he's gotten through. So it was really good to yeah. see him.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.